Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. Tell me why ain't nothing but a heartache. Tell me why ain't nothing but a mistake. We're changing the key. Tell me why I never want to hear wanna you say. I want it that way. Wait. I want it that way. Oh boy, we are. That was whoop. That was good. Hmm. Was it? Nope. <laughs> I think we made people's ears bleed it on that so one. So much better than In our head. The options that we were doing before we got. Yeah, to that's that a good song. point. That's a good point. They didn't <laughs> Why see did we all start that. Doing this. We peaked. That was the peak. Okay. Well, I also when we jumped into the chorus, I was like, "Ooh, we normally just stop it as early as we can," but we really took the song all well, the way. Because it's like a, I like the octave change because we weren't going to make it. Yeah, <laughs> we weren't going to make it. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, hello everybody. You are watching slash listening to the Command Zone podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jimmy Wong. How is it? It's Josh Lee Kwai. Today, we're going to be talking about Modern Horizons. It's a new set that's coming out in a couple of months, and it's going to include some reprints. So we're talking about the most wanted reprints in this set. And because it is a modern set, yes. and we happen to know a modern expert, we have our good friend, Alex Kessler from the Masters of Modern Podcast here. Hello, Alex. Hello. How are you guys? Good. How are you? Welcome back to the Masters of Modern. I'm your host on that podcast. Was it hard Alex for you to Kessler. not break in with your so intro? <laughs> I'm your other music, host. Music, 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 ben, music. Ben. Oh, man, the music, <laughs> music, music. Back. Yeah, I've, been, I've kept that alive. Wow. You just started singing. I That's so the music funny. Alive. That's what, well, we turned the music into actual singing. If you guys don't know, back in the day, we would just go music, 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 music. Hey, everyone, how's it going? And then start the show because we knew that there would be intro music, right. even though we And didn't. then we started singing music, and now we are at this embarrassing moment where we sing was that Backstreet Boys or was that Insync? That was Backstreet oh, Boys. Oh, come on. Whoa. Sorry, sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It was, yeah. I mean, we all know Backstreet Boys collectively better band. Insync has Justin Timberlake though, so that's like Truth. sure. I didn't even know who was in which one to tell you that. No, the Justin truth. Timberlake is not in. Now the I know. So we've got we've got Kessler here today because we're going to list a bunch of the reprints that we want reprinted in Modern Horizons. Modern Horizons, Modern Horizons, and mm. Kessler's going to tell us how crazy these desires are, if these cards that we're going to mention are even possible, because right. you, you know Modern well enough to be able to be like, no, that would break the format. Right, like, this interesting about this set is you have so many, like, rules and restrictions of what could be in Modern that right. you'd want to be aware of. Because anything printed in this will become legal Correct, and that's such a big limitation that Wizards isn't going to, like... Swing for the fences and do some cards that are like, you know, for instance, we're not getting mana crypt. Yeah, yeah, we're not yeah. getting mana crypt. Okay. Right. Or Soul Ring's not going to be printed into. But if you want to get a mana crypt. Oh, oh, that's right. You can go and head on over to. <laughs> it's the best lead in ever. I the Alex is here, we just my, fall apart. My eyes went wide. I was like, oh my gosh, we have to do this. Man, the people looking for the time code are just going to be like, huh, yes, it's going to be even later now. Just open up Kaladesh packs. Head on over to cardkingdom.com slash commands. And that is our affiliate link for the show. If you want to buy cards like Mana Crypt or some of the cards that we think are going to be reprinted. If you agree with us, you can buy other cards because these are going to be reprinted Yeah, don't soon. buy the ones we, we're hoping are reprinted because if they get reprinted, <laughs> they'll be less expensive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so buy the ones that Alex is like, no way they reprint that. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. here to help you on that. That's and right. when you buy those cards, you're going to take them and you're going to put them into an Eclipse sleeve That's right. or some other Ultra Pro sleeve. You're going to put it into an Ultra Pro deck box. You're going to play it when you draw it on a game. Throw it at your opponent. Onto your... No, we don't throw cards at opponents. <laughs> onto your Ultra Pro Playmat. Ultra Pro, another great sponsor of the show, and they really do keep all of our content flowing. 
And the last way to support the show is at patreon.com slash command zone. Those are our direct supporters, the people that we love the absolute most. Not saying we don't love everyone else, but we love them a little bit more. That's just how it goes because we get to involve them in our lives as a community. We talk to them on Discord. We do polls. We talk, you know, it's just community stuff. It's great. You can head on over patreon.com slash command zone. We do one special thing to them, to them, for them. We shout out one lucky patron every episode. So this episode is dedicated to... Sante, Sante Sabatini. Ooh, I could say that last Sante. Cool last name. You rock. Yeah. One of my favorite restaurants in Hong Kong is called Sabatini's. They have a mariachi band. It's probably around. owned by the Sante's same way? family. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's Sante. Italian. Wow. Sante should get free what service a coincidence. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really expensive, but they have really good lasagna. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Uh, you know, Kong, I want to say places. I've been looking at a lot of patrons lately because we've started to go over the audition videos that everybody oh, sent right. in because that uh, that deadline just passed. So now we're going through them. It will be probably a few weeks because there's a lot. There's literal hundreds of them, but we are going through them and we are going to pick one of you to be on game night. So That's right. another special yeah. reason to join the Patreon. Okay. okay. Uh, so we're going to talk about Modern Horizons, but I want to make a disclaimer at the start here. So full disclosure. None of us sitting here at the table know anything about Modern Horizons. We haven't seen the cards yet. We know nothing about it. I want to put that out there because of game nights. Sometimes Jimmy and I do get to see cards early. Mm-hmm. But at the point we're recording this, we know nothing. So this is all speculation. We we have the same knowledge that all of you out there have if you've gone on the internet and like looked at the couple of posts about it. So yep. um, Five basic lines. Yeah. Let's big, big spoiler reveal on this. And two cards, right? Mm-hmm. Two cards. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go over what Modern Horizons is really quickly. Here's what we know. It's going to release on June 14th. It will have 254 cards total. 249 of those cards are new to modern. That means Whoa. they are not cards that are currently legal in modern. This will be a combination of reprints and brand new cards designed for the set. Wow. Non-modern reprints. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. All the reprints in the set are reprints that are not currently legal in modern. So, for instance, they cannot reprint Tarmogoyf as one of their reprints. That's currently legal in modern. So the reprints we're going to ask for that we're hoping for in this set are going to be stuff that's maybe legacy legal, but not modern legal right now. It's basically stuff, this is a simplification, but stuff that's before 8th edition. Right. Correct? Yes. Okay. Or, it could have been reprinted since 8th edition, in which case it would be modern legal, and then it can't be, but that's that's a simplification. Um, You'll notice there's a discrepancy. 254 cards in the set, 249 new to modern cards. A lot of people have taken that to mean that there are five cards that are possible to be reprints from modern, but it's not. Those are the five basic lands in the set. Well, those are reprints. Yeah. 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 Five most powerful cards ever printed. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> a lot of people I saw online when I was sort of looking through this that some people were speculating, like, so they could reprint, um, you know, ah, Tarmogoyf because they've got five. Five yeah. spots in this. No, those are the five basic lands. Um, we don't That's a know whole episode. What five cards, if you got to choose five <laughs> cards to be those modern reprint cards, would they be? Vidalconori, 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 Vidalconori. Not Leilani. Tarmogoyf. No. Tarmogoyf at Common. Tarmogoyf at Uncommon. Tarmogoyf in the token slot. Why do you want Tarmogoyf? You can get one for like 40 bucks right now. It's the cheapest it's been in existence. I remember when it was through the roof. All right, all right. Stay on track, gentlemen. Stay on target. I'm going to distract. Welcome to having Kessler on the show, everybody. So our best and worst episodes just kidding love Wizards you. Does, <laughs> i'll take best and worst <laughs> wizards does not they no longer announce the msrp for the paper product so mm-hmm. we don't mm-hmm. know the price of the packs for modern horizons however they did announce that on magic online the price per pack will be 6.99 which is generally the price that they put on master sets See, that was that was what ultimate masters was yes online yeah so, which was more expensive in paper than it than other master sets 
So the guess is it will be around the $10 mark, but it might be slightly over like Ultimate Masters was. Um, that's, again, it's just a guess because they don't announce MSRP anymore. Okay, uh, there are two cards yep. from the set, and these are the new cards that haven't existed before that we know are in Modern Horizons. So Kessa, are... what, before we read this card, I want to know from you, when you knew that this was happening and you could see two cards that were going to be introduced to Modern, like did your heart skip a beat as a Modern player, uh, an aficionado? I... It was very early predicted that this was, was going on. It was nice knowing that people were right, I guess. Yeah. And then the cards that we got, I thought one of them is really, really, really cool. And it's the first one we're going to talk about. And the other one is a character that I've wanted to see in card form for a really long time. So I think that was really exciting. That's um, cool. But as far as like impact on modern as a format? Uh, they're both fine. But nothing like groundbreaking. No, not, nothing that we've seen so far is going to like modify the format as we see. Of course, standing. this is only two cards out of 250. So Correct. No. Yeah, still, yeah. still well, could happen. Yeah. Okay, so the first one is Cabal Therapist. It's a black mana, one black mana for a 1-1 horror. It has menace, but it says, at the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, you may sacrifice a creature. When you do, choose a non-land card name. Then target player reveals their hand and discards all cards with that name. So if you know you're playing against, I don't know, Tron, you could say Karn or something, right? Right, like right now, if someone plays a blue-red land and you play this, you can easily notice sack it on your turn to call anything out of the Phoenix deck and you have a really high chance of calling it. Like if I, knowing what, the, or like if they, they play a Tron they discard piece, the Phoenix though. Right. Well, I want to call Phoenix. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, or Faith. That's for like. modern, obviously. For Commander, this card seems completely unplayable because yep. it's too hard to know and they have too many singleton right. cards. You're never getting two cards out of their hand, right? So yeah. they got sweet art. <laughs> you do get to sure. sacrifice itself, which is notable. But if you, I guess, if you have a lot of tokens and you and you know this thing isn't going away, you could one by one take cards out of someone's hand, which yeah, also the, sounds awful. The one, the one thing I s thought that was interesting about the reveal is more the type of cards that they're, excuse me, that they're trying to hype up in the sense that like they are trying to offer tools to strategies that have almost been good. Right, uh, so it's never been a great. Aristocrats. Aristocrats deck, but it's always been almost there. There's never been a great black-white tokens deck, but it's almost there. And these are both pieces for that deck to kind of maybe get it across the board. And so that's what I think a lot of the cards are going to see in the set are. Speaking of both, the second card is Sarah the Benevolent. It's two white-white for a Planeswalker. Sarah has four loyalty. It's plus two. Creatures you control with flying get plus one, plus one until end of turn. Her minus three is create a 4-4 white angel creature token with flying and vigilance, so create a Sarah angel. And her negative six, her ultimate, is you get an emblem with, if you control a creature, damage that would reduce your life total to less than one reduces it to one instead. So it's worship. Yeah. This feels much more commander playable to me than yeah, the other definitely. one. Yeah, That emblem's pretty dang good, honestly, yeah. if you could get it up there. I mean, she plus twos it immediately, right? And then she goes up to six. If she doesn't die on the first alter, turn, you yeah. can ultimate. And then as long as you have a creature, it's tough to lose. Not impossible, but difficult. Um, and this is Sarah, a character you've really wanted to see in yeah, well, for a long time. Like This was like this and Urza, I think, were the before the last 18 months were the two cards I think people most often asked to get real cards of. I'm gonna you kind of got Urza. And you kind of got Urza. Um, but he exists. He's a card you can have. Right. Uh, you can then, own anyway. So is Richard own. Garfield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, wasn't like masked. Uh, there's like a, there is Urza as a card that's like a legend in some set that you can't oh, really? play. Yeah, yeah. He, but it's called like masked something and it's Urza with like a white like bandage a around his head. Uh, um, I, someone on the internet is going to be yelling at us telling us what it is. And then Sarah. I'm used to those people. I, like, I didn't actually know that the the gold figure behind the character in Worship was Sarah this whole time. And now I know. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a bunch of, now that they've shown her like and claim that this is Sarah, you can kind of go That's back and be cool. like, look at all the places Sarah showed up in old artwork. Where'd you get that information? The, I, the internet. Really? I hang out on it. People are there like you. <laughs> 
<laughs> like just all like people, people like you. <laughs> I guess I know Vorthos enough to to get that deep into it, but that's really cool. Okay, right. so let's move on to our main topic here. This is most wanted reprints in Modern Horizons. Remember, there will be no reprints in the set that are currently modern legal. So all of the ones on our list have to come before eighth edition and not have been reprinted since. They also won't be uh, reprinting reserved list cards. So no original dual lands. Sorry, everybody. Uh, and they're also not going to print, obviously, like ridiculous cards like Mana Crypt. Yeah. Modern's a pretty, I wouldn't say fragile, but it has the ability to flip on its head with the wrong card being introduced, right? Right, Alex? Yeah, I, there's... Wizards doesn't want to break Modern. I mean, I think actually the thing I really love about this set coming out is up to them announcing it, the Modern world was really worried that Arena coming out and being standard-focused. I see. Uh, you know, obviously Commander has its own popularity. Is I think it's the most popular format in Limited, mm-hmm. but, like, where does Modern fit into that? And then they spent a good month time in this season being like, no, 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 with the Mythic Championship and Modern Horizons, we're still committed to this format, and we believe that there needs this format needs support and will exist. Yeah, um, that's cool. But just like any set they produce i think you know commander is a big enough piece of the pie now that like they're never going to release anything where there's not something for the commander players and so i think we can expect there's going to be some reprints that like aren't necessarily there to affect modern Absolutely. right because they're going to have yeah. a ton of rares well, there's going to be like set. a six mana spell be, right yeah. or something i mean the so we know that the set where it came from was mark rosewater and someone else and i'm forgetting their name like during their hackathon went to the side we're like we want to come up with a set that just is like off the walls in reality they basically we want to come up with a set that's time spiral too yeah <laughs> oh, gosh. and it has a high power level and has too. a high right. power level that's yeah. not going to go into standard but we want it to be really cool so let's put it and then eventually they came to the point that was coming in the modern but that sounds much more like a set that they're like this is for commander or this is for cool formats right. not necessarily this is for modern specifically this is for not standard. that was just the limitation that's not for standard yeah um, and then um, well that makes sense too i think because the thing that about standard that we saw like a couple of years ago is that they released there wasn't enough almost overhead on oversight on it and mm-hmm. they had to ban a bunch of cards in a row and there's no way for them to get something into modern or slip it into modern without it directly offending right. affecting what standard is too and, and i think part of it is also they wanted to start Similar to Times for Walk and with Dominaria, they kind of did this. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to reference a lot of old characters or come out with a lot of old stuff that's playable outside of Unstable. And this allows them to do that without having to go to those specific planes that those things took place on. Right. That's um, kind of what Conspiracy was as well. Right, with, but Conspiracy or, or took on Fiora. Right, it's not Conspiracy. I meant uh, Balaban, which yeah, is like, yeah. this is a new plane where people just come to battle. And that's what we're basing stuff off right. of. Um, um, also notably because they do design for limited that's another point to yours Josh which is like there are going to be cards that cost 6, 7, maybe even 8 mana that will be fun and limited and good for commander but never in modern but oh, it's yeah. still a new card that they can print into the modern without blowing it up I don't think it's possible for Wizards to print a 256 card set where every single card is going to be playable in modern right. even if they yeah. wanted to right at minimum and it wouldn't like, be a good idea pro- yeah because yeah, yeah, exactly. to do that like 600 of those cards are just going to be so overpowered that they're going to make half the format not worth yeah. it anymore that's good news for us because it means we're going to get some new toys a and they're going to reprint some of our old toys right yeah so okay let's go through the list here um we've got 10 cards we cheated a little on one that were the <laughs> that jimmy and i listed out as our most wanted reprints for commander in this set that and alex you're possible. here to burst our bubble or maybe we give us some hope yeah. so I, I do want to there's like a few things that i think to look at when thinking about cards and we'll like apply it when we go through it i don't okay. think anything that is too powerful for legacy is something that wizards is going to consider printing into into modern so a good example of that is strip mine where or even soul ring where those are cards that it's banned in legacy it has been since i started playing magic right. wizards knows those are 
are too powerful and putting those into modern if it doesn't work there is unlikely. The other one is um, cards that are in modern's ban list, I think are weird for wizards to print into this set. Right. It, no, like, it wouldn't make any sense. Like, to put yeah, like top or something. People keep, yeah, top or people keep joking about Stoneforge Mystic and then they unban it right beforehand, which would be weird. And then it doesn't follow the rule you said of its new cards. I think that most likely those are like two things that are just like no goes. Gotcha. Okay. Right. Uh, so the number one card <laughs> on our list, I think it's probably unlikely, but maybe you never maybe. know I, Not yeah. with that attitude. Yeah. Okay. So it is force of will force of will <laughs> is three blue blue for a counter spell, but you can, uh, discard a card from your hand, pay one life and counter spell for free without paying the mana cost. Has of to be a blue card. Yeah. yeah sorry. Exile the card. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's very the, relevant. it's the <laughs> free <laughs> counter spell, like, there's a bunch, but it's the best one. Yeah. Pact of Negation in this. No, uh, days. In Legacy, oh, sorry. Yeah, in, in Legacy. Yeah, Pact yeah, yeah. of Negation in is the one that's legal in Modern. Right. And in Commander, that's those are the two yeah, we yeah. use the most. Although days is competitive. Days will get you. Yeah. It'll get you. <laughs> um, and there's Foil, too, which I used the other mm-hmm. night, which was awesome. But Force of Will is the big one and the really expensive one. They did reprint it one time in Eternal Masters. What do you think the chances are? It's it's kind of one of the spells that keeps Legacy in check, right? So so I would say there's three cards that make Legacy, right? It's yeah. Brainstorm, Force of Will, and Wasteland. Yeah. And I think that Brainstorm and Wasteland are unlikely uh, because I think they're more defining of what the format well, is. Well, they banned every Brainstorm variant in Modern. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think so Brainstorm, gonna, yeah, 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 it's not going to come in. And then Wasteland's debatable, and people have talked about it, and maybe Russian import is possible, but different conversation. Uh, and maybe later on the list. I don't know. Um, but Force of Will... Is more of a stopgap, and one thing that keeps happening in modern is decks just don't have a good policeman, and Thoughtseize yeah. is no longer the card that does that. For a long time, it was Thoughtseize. Like Thoughtseize was the force of will of modern, but now the format is faster. Discarding isn't that good. Getting rid of a Phoenix doesn't do anything. It not helps to mention a lot Hollow of decks, One right? and Dredge, and right. um, so the format kind of needs something like force of will possibly, and there's a real cost to it. Like Wasteland combines with other cards to do unfun things. Brainstorm combines with other cards to do two powerful things. Force will doesn't will really combine with anything. Stops people and makes yeah. blue cards better. <laughs> right. And um, your card advantage yeah. engines aren't as good so, in modern, right? So discarding to, or exiling the Force of Will is actually could be yeah, potentially more of a cost. More actually, of a cost, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I think the question with Force of Will to me is more, does wizards want... How big of a fence are they swinging for? We know that the best card in the set is blue. Like they said that on the stream, that they were thinking of which card to reveal. They pointed out one. They're like, oh, I don't want to reveal this, the best card. And then it was also said in that sentence that that card was blue. Oh, so it could be Force of Will. There's other best blue cards. Blue is... It could be a new card too, it right? Could be a new yeah. card. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it could be Force of Will two, which is you have to discard two blue cards or something. You know, who knows? And I mean, uh, I, I like what you said there, though. <laughs> how big are they swinging? Because putting Force of Will in here would be a risky move, and. Generally, on the first one of these, they like to be a little bit more conservative. Well, sometimes, sometimes, like conspiracy, they weren't conservative as they were with the second conspiracy. Uh, right. Well, I, true name nemesis was the big, but that was, well, that was from, no, it was commander. Oh, it was commander, right? What's right. the card from conspiracy that's super risky? Leovold from two. Yeah, but that's not risky necessarily. But I don't think well, they were risking breaking any form. Yeah, I think I think they th- the conspiracies that, themselves more were the first right. time is where they put a lot of eggs into a basket because they don't know if there'll be a second one. Right, right. So I like see. Uh, conspiracy one had a lot of really cool conspiracy ideas. I think it was all of their conspiracy ideas. Right. And then when they had to make a second one, they're like, oh, okay, let's add color activations. It was uh, way worse, by the way. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I played with you guys hundreds of games of conspiracy. Yeah. I played two drafts of conspiracy yeah. too. Mind you, though, that one time was I got I learned Lacroix how great it was and so now i've been on that train so <laughs> that conspiracy 2 LaCroix. gave me Lacroix. uh okay but, okay let's let's rewind back here. on the yeah so back to force of will i like what you said because it sounds like you're like it's possible it's yeah. not like crazy let's do a thing here at the end of each of these cards where on a one to ten scale ten being you think it's very likely one right. it's almost completely unlikely 
how much do you think force of will falls on that like are we at like a, a four or are we at like a six like where yeah. are we are here? we at like a so you say there's a, a chance seven I think it might be at an 80 so you're saying I, there's a chance so you actually think it's, it's i think it could be i think it's it could decently be likely yeah, i think i think wow. it's the obvious card to put in the set it's the card that is safest to do that it is been reprinted recently so enough times that it might be less expensive than yeah. it normally would I be i hope so yeah um but and every modern player in the world now wants one Oh, that's true. Well, it's actually, that's true of every... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Force of Will is also... Wait, did they just reframe the entire episode? I think it actually would make Force of Will more expensive. Yeah, oh, no, no, sorry. Any card they reprint in the set that's modern playable, it becomes more expensive. Not necessarily. Yes. What? No, no, not necessarily, because it depends on what rarity they print and it And it depends on how, how much good they it print. is. But too. if it's Mythic and it will be with Force yeah. of Will, then there won't be enough of it. If them. a card is printed at Common, fine. But even with old, like, for instance, Tarmogoyf went up after Modern Masters 1 and 2. It took till the third time to go down because people would open it's one. Mythic. It's Mythic. It was Mythic. But yeah. but even, like, Manamorphose has been reprinted and is now $40. Yeah, yeah. Like, they go back yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. They go back up. I think in the short term. i think of a good example. I think immediately Force of Will actually gets more expensive. Oh, 100%. Like, so not, the, not like short term even falls. A good example is uh, the Checklands. So the Checklands, before we knew they were going to be in Standard, were all, like, a dollar to $2. They get printed in Standard. There's a standard's worth of Checklands cards now available to people but it's now five and it's because every standard player needs, needs four and now every modern player is going to need four force of wills and they didn't have to have it before now Jeez. force of wills and like some force other cards on this list i just up. think your list is powerful so all of those are cards that could be in the rare to mythic side of well, the coin of course. Right. it's commander we don't yeah, play yeah, not yeah. powerful cards remember how okay, we so like i think carry and feeder goes down if remember how we said masters. don't buy the cards we're going to talk about there is a chance that you may want to pick Force of Will is, of might cards. just become a little bit of a buy. It's expensive. It's already yeah. Jeez, okay. It already went. Oh, because people already think. Any, any of the obvious cards that could be in this set have spiked already. But you so think, think, according think, to Craig, my guy who watches card prices. Yeah, Craig does. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So we got an 8 out of a 10, maybe a 7.5 out of 10. 7.5 out of 10. It's pretty good. I, I think like That's very good, there's yeah. obvious reasons they wouldn't do it, but there's a lot of good reasons to do it. Okay. Uh, Jimmy, you want to take card number two? Yeah, card number two is a card that commander players would die to have more of 100% because it was only printed once. Oh, it has gone up. It's like $45. It's gone up so yeah. fast. And I'm, it wasn't even, it was, what, last year? I mean, I want to r- run the tape on what we said when we saw this card originally, but we I immediately it. bought like 20 of them. Because I was like, oh, every nice. white deck I ever I make will have this card. I did that with Smothering Tithes recently, but I should have done it with this card. Yeah. I did it with Arclight Phoenix. It was great. <laughs> I was drunk in Dallas. I bought 50 copies of it at a dollar. Wow. Good call. <laughs> hey, you're smart. Uh, you should never do that. <laughs> it was a mythic that was a dollar. It's like going like, to the grocery store when you're you hungry. Good cards. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, the so- second card is Teferi's Protection. Two and a white, basically, you and your entire existence phase out until the beginning of your next untaps. Or next, yeah, next next upkeep, I believe. The beginning of your next turn, because you turn, do yeah. untap. Right, so, right. yeah, during the phase phase, which is not a real thing, but that's what we used to yeah. call it. Yeah, so this card is obviously phase. extremely powerful for Commander. Um, it's basically a get-out-of-jail-free card in white at instant speed. Not just that. You can use it offensively, because you can right. stack it, cast Armageddon, hold, maintain priority, Teferi's Protection. Yeah. I'm out by the time Armageddon resolves. <laughs> That's a mean thing that's happened to me a few times. <laughs> a few times. <laughs> you didn't play a GPLA. Um, ah. <laughs> yes, right. this is an extremely strong card, and it's from a commander set, so this mm-hmm. is not something that's from a normal set. Do you think a card like this would even do anything in modern? So that's my worry of why it wouldn't be in this set, is I don't think it's that... I mean, I think it would be powerful. I think people would try making it work. Like, there are much less powerful cards that people have tried making work. I don't know if it would do anything. And phasing specifically is such a weird mechanic that I don't know if they want that in modern. Right. Um, oh, I it's, see. It's, my, my worry about this card is less on power level, because I think it's fine. I think it's more that it is 
That's your game designer self, though. But as Correct. far as like your modern sensibilities for like, is it a card that would in some way be like I don't think it'd be automatically xed off the list. It's like, not we problematic. Can't no, 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 no. It's not from a power level perspective. It's fine. But oh, like, interesting. Yeah. to be able to do something like you described, a Armageddon doesn't exist. B, you'd have to get above like seven, four mana, nine, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and so like that doesn't really happen. As a cool fog, it's great. Um, but fog doesn't see play. I'm guessing. I wish it did. I love fog. <laughs> <laughs> There's no fog modern turbo fog. Have, yeah, no. The turbo uh, fog deck no, ends the, with the various production. I guess extra oh, turns. Yeah, extra so turns, so right. you're playing. You're playing like Giga Drows is the, probably the best. And well, no, no, Cryptic Command is the best fog in modern. But you're right because you don't need to go away for multiple turns like other players. Mm-hmm. The fog yeah, is yeah. the same as this right, in one v one. Yeah, that oh, makes yeah. sense. Um, I'm learning a lot about modern today, guys. Yeah, that's what and that's what I'm here for. So okay, but. You make a good point about phasing and whatnot. So what would you put this on a 1 to 10 scale of possible reprint in the set? Five. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's totally possible. The fact that it's $40 and it's totally fine to be in modern and Wizards is going to be looking for cards that are going to be exciting for players but are also not too powerful for modern. I mean, if you print this at rare in this set, Commander players are now way interested in this set. I also think sure. this is a card that'll go down. Yeah, like the the specific cards that'll go down are cards that won't see play in modern, like but are commander expensive because yeah, commander right. players only need one. You're right. Um, yeah. No, right. no, well, no. Jimmy one. needs twenty. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> I need like two or three because I've only got two. You uh, in the market? You looking to buy? <laughs> not for forty-five dollars. Uh, <laughs> we'll wait to see if it gets reprinted. One thing I will say: I'm more excited about commander cards. And like conspiracy cards right. coming into this set than I am about legacy cards. Conspiracy cards. Yeah, conspiracy cards, commander cards, battle bond cards. Hori- oh, from modern I horizons. See, I see, I see. Yeah, I'm more right. excited about like the more modern new cards yeah. than I am for older legacy cards. Partially because a lot of so the you're le- more excited for Teferi's production than Force of Will, basically. No, not that sentence. Oh, okay. But uh, <laughs> I am. I. It's, yeah. She is not on your list, but uh, I am most excited about Cast being in the set than any other card. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's just because it has your name. Well, absolutely. Well, also, it's Snapcaster Mage every turn. Yeah. Also, it has the weird problem that there's no non-foil printing. So for competitive play, she's oh very hard to play. Yeah, because uh, it, it, it could be a marked card. Yeah, so yeah. so yeah. She, there's like a need to print her. She's not too powerful for modern, and she's the best card ever printed in Magic. We're talking about Kess, by the way, which Descendant is Mage. Uh, also gave you were the person that did the spoiler review. Yeah, that was for the it. they were like, "Hey, yeah, yeah. this name has his name. Let's let him preview it." Isn't is, Wizards cool? That is amazing. The best moment yeah. ever. Yeah. And then yeah. that was not the last time I was on the guy the podcast, but the last time before that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go to card number three here. Uh, we're gonna have to move a little faster, I think. Okay, it gets easier as we. Three is yeah. Sylvan Library. This is a very old card mm-hmm. from Alpha. It's one in a green for an enchantment at the beginning or on your draw step. You actually draw three, three cards. cards, three cards, and then you put them all back. Or sorry, you put two back and keep one. Or for every card past the first one you want to keep, you pay four life. So you can keep all three for eight life. Draw three cards. Yeah. Take you, also, life. you also get to put them back and then do that again. So if there's a card there you just don't want to draw yet, you can just keep not drawing it for a few turns. Mm-hmm. It's very, very good and pretty expensive. I think it's around mm-hmm. $25 or Green so. Green sense-sized divining top. Yeah, basically. Yep. Um, which leads that sentence leads me to believe you probably are going to say no, that yeah, there's no way this could happen yeah. because so top is banned in modern. There's three issues. There's the top is banned in modern, and part of that, the reason for that is not even power level, but it's the fact that Miracles. top... Ro- well, no, yeah, Miracles is the power level issue, yeah, and then uh, Counterbalance right. is the other big one. Yeah, Counterbalance. Uh, the fact that you can lock people out with Counterbalance softly with top, but the that's not why it's banned. It's banned because tournaments no longer work. They, it just takes forever. Yeah, yes, because, like, people yes, just think so a long. good top player will do fine, but there's a thousand bad ones in the room, and all yeah. of them will go to time, and then every turn you can 
Top, uh, I didn't find the card, but I have to think about it. Is this card? Okay, no. Okay, I'm going to fetch, get another one. Mm, not that good play. Selvin has a little bit less of that because you can't do it on other okay. people's yes. turn, but it still right. has, it suffers from that. So there's there's that. And then the other issue with Sylvan is the, it's old and old cards have weird rules wording. Yeah. And the fact that you draw oh. three cards instead of looking at them has riped cheating potential that has always been problematic with the card, even in Legacy. Right. And that, if I was going to, Print cards for elves, which is where this would go. There are better cards that are less bad for tournament organization and like not getting people DQ'd accidentally than the gotcha. library. It's also two mana draw three cards in green, which I think is too good. Yeah. <laughs> so on a one to ten scale, two. Two. Uh, okay. This is though. I will say, wizards could just decide that they want to swing with the fences on this one as two. This uh, is. Like, Couldn't you do like Sultai Death Shadow with this and just immediately get to just yeah, a, a right. nuts yeah, looking yeah, yeah. Death no, Shadow? Yeah, it's yeah. A, I think it might be a one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I forgot about Death Shadow. Death Shadow seems like it's oh yeah, because you're just like I want to take the damage. Yeah, I'll take eight <laughs> and draw three cards. Fine. That's uh, okay. I have a, right. a nine nine on turn three. <laughs> Next card is one that's also been reprinted recently, but again, huge impact in Commander. It's Toxic Deluge. So this is... Let me... Uh, it's two and a black all right. for a sorcery, and when you cast it, you pay X life, and then it gives all creatures negative X, negative X until end of turn. Mm-hmm. So Very effective board wipe. Yeah, it's a very cheap board wipe. I think the Death Shadows issue here is the one I'm most afraid of. The fact that I can, like, minus eight and keep my Death Shadow alive for the turn, and then your board is going to be wiped, and that combo might... Feels like something Wizards. Oh, would think your is Death too Shadow strong. always lives, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, not wow. always. There's, not there's always, ways for it to not. If you minus... Because it doesn't oh, yeah. go negative. Oh, right, right, Eventually, right. So if you, if you minus, minus 13, 13 or above, Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, but I mean, if you minus eight, 13 or, or yeah, 12 yeah, or less, yeah. it's always going to live. Um, That's kind of crazy. And then... You'd have to be at that life, though, for the show to even be on the battlefield. Right? You have, you have to be, have to be super so, low, so yeah. It minus anything more than negative 11, negative 11 kills it. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, yeah, okay. Or and you, you die. And you, yeah. One, yeah, one or the other. <laughs> okay, okay. But regardless, you could still be like turn... You know, it's still great with it, basically. Yeah. You can turn one Death Shadow, turn... Wait, no, you can't. Doesn't it just die immediately? You're sorry, you you would turn three... You would, you would Toxic Deluge exactly to the total you want and then play Death Shadow yeah. for the biggest impact. Yeah. Well, normally, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you just... You can get Death Shadows in the play without this, and then after it's in play, go. That's oh, what okay. I'm saying. You can play it once it's already in play, and then because you can, yeah, you can, you can uh, negative eight yourself. Shadow Wraith. Right. What's the Wraith that you can cycle for minus two life? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah I just call it Cycle Wraith. Cycle. You can cycle Wraith twice, and then fetch for three damage to yourself, and then you're able to play it, and then you can wow. just go on. Um, Nuts. The other reason Toxic Deluge. I think that Pernicious Steed is more likely if I had to pick a card. In the oh, yeah. world, that's similar in power level because less exciting because it's not as expensive. It's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for, for, right, for it was players. at one point. It's it still good. Yeah, yeah, wrong, yeah. I, yeah. I think if you were to pick between the two, which was more likely, that one is more more fair. It's this it's CMC based yeah. rather than yeah. life based. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so that on a one to ten scale, four. Okay, that's a four. I don't think it's too low. Yeah. Okay. I'm using the Ben Bateman scale. He gets he's gone on a rant recently, and now I've I guess picked up on it. Where like people give movie ratings only things between five and ten. Yeah. They oh, don't like. They no don't one gives it a four. So he gave Dumbo a five, but he liked it. Because <laughs> sure. the movie was like medium to <laughs> mediocre. Isn't that like a six? If you liked it, five is like I was impartial, and then below five is like I, I started to dislike it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe right. his default setting is like. We are Five. taught that by social yeah. well, that, media. That is my default <laughs> yeah, setting. I okay. generally like things before I don't like them. And True. Well, then you're really going to like the next card on our list. But before we get into that, it's time to take a quick break for a message from our sponsors. All right, and we're back. We're talking about all the cards we're hoping get reprinted in Modern Horizons. Jimmy, what's the next card on the list? It's Cabal Coffers. 
This is a land that helps you tap for way more mana, depending on how many swamps you have. I believe it's three to activate. Tap in, you add black to your mana pool for every swamp you control. Two to activate. Two to activate, my bad. But you have to tap the Cabal Coffers so also. Yeah, so it's kind of like... It takes you three, three lands. Yeah, yeah, three lands. Uh, I think this card's totally fine in Modern. Won't do anything? No, no it would do something. You would play this card. I mean, it would be good. Would they but do it, the Urborg thing? Like, it's yeah, they do the Urborg thing. It's kind of perfect in the sense that it like would be good in a strategy that's been on the borderline this whole time. So ah. that's the type of thing that wizards may want to encourage. Um, There's not a ton of decks that are like ending the game with like seven lands in play, right? So it's probably not creating a ton of mana in most games. And most you're getting probably net five off of it. Like I think that's and, and then you're getting net seven. You're to do a lot of yeah, work yeah. to get to that point. Right. But like Model Black Devotion is a deck like that's always been borderline that people want to be better than it is, and this is another tool for that deck. And I can see Wizards doing it. The question on this is just like how many lands are in this set, and or will they even remember Cabal Coffers exist? But I think this would be a card that I would say oh, they know it exists. Okay. Do you think they do a cycle of lands if they were to do something like Cabal Coffers? Or is that just too risky at that point? Uh, like doing a cycle of Cabal Coffers, one for each color combo? Oh, that would be sweet. That would be sweet. Do like, what are the other... There's not Urborgs in the other colors, though, so they'd yeah, be quite a bit less good. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm well, just saying, like, 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 it'd be sweet to have a white one because... Green Cabal Coffers would be amazing. Yeah, just because they have all the farts. Red and white both need Well, you just play four Rampant Growths and the... Just, yeah, like, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Well, green's green's busted. And the red one would be really good because Valkut decks exist in Modern, so you would, like, be... Those decks already want to play with every card is a Mountain X. Right. Yeah, like true. they're playing all of the green mount, the forest mountains in the game because they just want to be able to Valkyrie easier. And then I don't think they'll do something off. as lazy as make a Cabal Coffers for every color, though. It just seems kind of boring. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd like yeah. It for them cool. to, though. That would be yeah. exciting. Yeah. I, I could see them doing one in a set and then another one a year and a half down the road and then eventually doling right. it out. But I don't see them going like, here's four lands in the right. set. You know, the, cool, the coolest theory I've heard on this, and they've said something similar, they don't know if they do it, but them attempting to start finishing the allied swords. Yeah, that oh. one, that was a cool theory. That like honestly, they can do it. Where, yeah, and the swords aren't that powerful in modern. In modern, they're fine. Yeah, they're like and to bad because abrupt decay exists. And right, they're a lot of mana, and like they're way too powerful for standard. So right. it's kind of the perfect place to put them. I see. That would be cool. Okay, so one to ten cabal coffers. Uh, eight, seven. It's more partially just I think wizards might forget. <laughs> I promise they won't forget yet because we've literally had conversations with them where they asked, what cards uh, okay. do commander players want to... So they have a list somewhere that I've typed for them and it has Cabal Coffers so, on it. So maybe less points <laughs> because of how many lands do they want in this set and is this going to be one of the ones they prioritize? Right. Exactly. How exciting is this of lands they could add? As far as power level concerns, 9-8. Like, I don't uh, think that it's would be problematic. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, well, the next card on the list is Dak Faden. This is one that you actually uh, came up with for mm -hmm. the show. It's, well, you guys had no red cards, and I was disappointed in you. Well, yeah, let's just not talk about the general power level of red. Because uh, red cards tend to be not that expensive. Yeah. It's fair. Or good sometimes. <laughs> that's one. Well, this one. Yeah. Listen, like that's a red-blue card. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's actually the best red-blue card ever printed. I'm challenging the world on that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not ready to have that I'm argument. Let's read Dak Faden. One, a blue, yeah. and a red for a three-loyalty planeswalker. Dak, plus one target player draws two cards, then discards two cards. Minus two, gain control of target artifact. And, of course, the emblem, minus six, you get an emblem with whenever you cast a spell that targets one or more permanents, gain control of those permanents. I've never, ever seen it, Ultimate, but... Me neither. Mm -hmm. I see it in yeah. a ton of decks, and it's awesome, and just stealing an artifact is so good. Well, that's like, it's it's plus gets much more powerful in Modern, while it's minus gets worse in Modern, right. which mm -hmm. I think is interesting. Uh, 
the thing to remember about this set is it was locked before Phoenix was ever a staple card in modern. So they didn't know to like, uh oh, be careful about cards that help that. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Oh, we don't want to put looting effects or blue red effects. So that's something like that was. We had an episode where we were doing the top best card in every color combination on the Masters of Modern that comes out this week. Mm -hmm. Um, and deck faded one Synergy. blue red. Um, <laughs> and um. But one of the conversations was on the cascade effect. So, so um, what's the blue green cascade creature? Uh, yeah. Agent. Agent. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Charlotte's Agent is a card that everyone's talking about being reprinted in Modern Horizons, but how soon did they lock the set towards when Bloodbraid Elf was unbanned? Right. And I don't know that. I don't oh. think they publicly have said that. But if it you was don't think they can change a couple of things past those cards becoming banned because it's so it, long before it goes to print? There's a moment they can't. I don't know when that moment is, and they might have unbanned Bloodbraid Elf early enough, knowing they're like, oh, let's see if this is okay, and then we can see if we can add Charlie's Agent, or was it like after the fact, and then the Charlotte's Agent was just like, right, Charlie's right. Agent is better than Bloodbraid Elf. That is a strong statement that I'm willing to at least make right now for convenience sake, and would you print a better Bloodbraid Elf if you're too afraid of Bloodbraid Elf being in the format? Right. But um, when was Bloodbraid Elf uh, unbanned? Last, uh, last, last February. Yeah, like February. Last January. Right so the only right like 13 months ago? Uh, yeah. So That's my guess close. is that they... It's close. It's like Yeah, not, my guess yeah. is it's probably not quite yeah. enough time. It was, on, it, was on, it was when Jason was unbanned. Yeah. So... Okay. Back to Dak Faden. <laughs> Back to Dak Faden. Yes. So probably the looting effect, it's not as scary to them when they lock the set. Yes. Uh, is there yeah, something yeah. else about it that would then be scary to them? No. If it's not that, then... It's not stealing artifacts. If anything, they want more versatile cards in modern artifacts. that can... Like, one of the complaints about modern classically is, there's too many things that I have to be able to stop. How do so I find want, room for my rest right. of pieces and stony silences? And... Dak Faden is a, oh, because this one card just randomly hoses artifacts so I can focus on the graveyard. And it does other stuff it, yeah, in case well, I'm not playing against artifacts. So the question is, is how good mm -hmm. is three mana double Draw two, looter? Discard two. And is that too good? I would assume pretty good that people are going to be flashing back uh, I mean, Faithless it, Looting for right. two and a red. I mean, right? it's pretty good now, but they didn't know about that. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would say that this is a card. I think this could very easily be the second Planeswalker. I, like, I think of all the Planeswalkers they could add, all the ones that say... Commander, they could be your commander, are unlikely. Yeah. I think they don't want cards yeah. that say this can be your commander in this set. They don't want it in sets that aren't commander focused, I don't right. think. Or yeah, yeah, Battle yeah. Bond or Conspiracy, maybe. Just makes yeah. it too confusing. Yeah. Well, because those are like meant to be like legendary focused. Yeah. And, yeah. and this one is very much like this piece of text is not going to matter in this draft format or And or it's modern. named after yeah. that format. <laughs> yeah. It's, it says modern in the name of it. Yeah. Uh, that totally makes sense to me. So one to 10, Dak Faden. Seven. Oh, pretty high. Yeah, yeah. That's I pretty think, high. Uh, Force of Will is actually our highest card so yeah. far, our most likely well, on our it's, list. It's I guess there has to be a lot of so conversation around it, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So iconic. It'll sell the set for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, yeah. It'll sell the set. It'll it's, change modern a lot. It'll change modern. I don't know if a lot is a strong word. It, it just definitely makes it different. Hmm. Okay. That's that's kind of my point on it is that I mean, you card, obviously know more about modern than I do, so I'm not going to fight you on be, that. It's going to be very, very good <laughs> in the format. Like, don't get me wrong, but you don't have Brainstorm. You don't have cards that you want to play it's it'll be interesting to see how force of will because force of will's biggest effect on legacy is a card that has blue in its converted mana cost or its cost is just better naturally because right, you can discard it the force the time, worst right? case. They're yeah. Like, yeah oh well this card i could always play it because worst case i'll just discard it right. force like yeah. i don't know how good baleful strix is in legacy if it doesn't have blue in it it's a really good card and one of the best cards but that's partially because you can always red, discard black, it to force maybe, a will yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah all right let's move along here to number seven and it is risk study this is two and a blue for an enchantment and anytime one of your opponents casts a spell if they don't pay one then you draw a card it's the famous you can pay one for that you can pay you one for that, that. You can pay one. Every, everybody's favorite 
My new favorite is you gonna pay two or do I get a treasure? Yeah. <laughs> Smothering tide. I've had both of them on the battlefield uh, wow, one time that's now. So annoying. It's super annoying. Um, even I was annoyed by myself. Okay, sorry. So Ristic what do you study. Think? Yeah. What do you think about this as a possibility? Is it? It's so principle. I think power level wise, it's a. It's It'll fine. do nothing, right? Nobody it's, will play it's it. It's a nine or a ten. You could yeah. discard to force. That's true. If they print both, <laughs> it is blue. Yeah. It's a card that just gets progressively worse as the game goes on, right? Yeah, I think I think it's you tapping out for it three mana nothing. to do yeah. nothing is not good in a format with a ton of one and two drops too. Yeah, right? you the never most, want to tap it on three. Like the comparable like a three mana enchantment that people cast in modern that's good is Blood Moon, right? Okay, because it's and, like, hey, I win sometimes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And this card doesn't. Do no. that, and like uh, I guess comparable cards because it's like one of the reasons it's powerful in Commander is you get four people's turns worth the people. Oh, true, trying true. to pay for it against one on one. Actually, when you get down to one on one and you still have Rhystic study out, it's not there. very good. Yeah, like I'd yeah. rather play Frixian Arena or Jace or any yeah. other repeatable and a baby Jace, not not four mana Jace. Um, so you think it's totally fine power level wise? Is there any other five. reason you can think of that it wouldn't be reprinted? Because this would another card like Teferi's Protection. I think that would single handedly make. Commander players excited about the set. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, the only thing I can think of being problematic is if it's terrible to play unlimited. But that's something I don't know because I, I think in one on one it's totally fine. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's fine. no. I mean, yeah, I, think, more I don't just even like, think you play that card most of the time on the one on one. If it was Mystic Remora, it'd be a different story. But sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with that. I, I, it, like the only your complaint is the one thing I can think of that's problematic about it. Really, yeah, I, guess I don't the think unlimited thing, is a problem because right. yeah, yeah, it's Where just it's like, not going to come up. You get pay extra. In fact, if anything, it's better because now you have to pay attention on their turn. Yeah. That's true. It'll make you a better player. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So one, one out of ten. ten. On risk study. study yeah. so, uh, like how confident am I? It's going to be in the set. Well, possibility wise, it sounds like it's possible. It's a ten. It's a ten. Like there's absolutely no reason not to do it. Nothing not to do it. Okay. Uh, so, but like, yeah, the rest is all up to like the limited environment. What other yeah, rares exactly, are like? Yeah, exactly. Risk study seems like a good example yeah, a of 10. the perfect kind of card to print into the set safely. Yeah, because it'll be fun and limited. Like people like that card. People will try playing it. It'll also teach people that it's bad in one v one. That people like forget not having played with it since right. it was in standard. Yeah, and it's so awesome in commander. Yeah, they think it's gonna be yeah. Um, and then right. kind of with Teferi's Protection, this is a better card than Teferi's Protection because it doesn't have all the rules baggage of phasing attached to it. Right. So it's like, this right. card makes people excited in Commander. It's fun. It's cool. It's iconic. And it does nothing problematic in Modern. And, and it, like, it just takes up a rare slot. It yeah. wouldn't have yeah. to be a Mythic. It's so. an uncommon, isn't it? Uh, they'd put this at rare, though, yeah. wouldn't they? I don't know. I think they would. I think yeah. they would, too. Well, um, I think they could be an uncommon. I think it'd be fine as an uncommon. Hmm. Interesting. Well, uncommons it, it in, it, it, in master sets, uncommons don't depreciate. Commons are the thing that really will just wreck your price. As an uncommon, you'll bounce back from that if you're worried about, like, people's collections will become worse. I mean, right, right. I see. I, I would also say it's possible there's a draft archetype where it's particularly good if there's some kind of Staxi archetype or something mm -hmm. like that that's yeah. like making it harder to pay the one and you can kind of eke out advantage. It's possible. Blue white stacks in a limited format. <laughs> I, they could have so, a, yeah, a couple yeah. of them. Right? No, 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 I like, want that. Good old yeah. Norn's yeah. Annex. They could have like a Thalia and a something yeah. else and yeah, then just yeah. be like, okay, this is what a you, yeah, thing you, you can try and force put together. Will, you have yeah. uh, like they... This would be weird if they did this, but what's the three mana artifact that has taps? Turn a sphere? No, no, taps things down, and then every turn it taps one thing less. Oh, uh, and Staring Bridge? It's, no. No. Oh, uh, it's got fading on it? Uh, it's got fading. Tangle Wire? Oh, Tangle Wire. Tangle Wire. Yeah, they yeah. Could, I don't think they'll print Tangle Wire. I think that's too powerful, but like those type of effects exist. Right. And I can definitely see them printing. Like the one thing that we have no idea to predict is what type of like Cabal Therapist like cards. Right. But they print right. Tangle Therapist, where yeah. it's like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All the new like cards happening. are therapists. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm sad. A <laughs> uh, one joke that's good about uh, is that it can't be a human because the deck humans exist. Like the one thing we're not going to see, like humans might not exist in this set, <laughs> just because they don't want to make that it's deck stronger. So good already. Yeah, 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 humans are like like just every t- creature type human is problematic. Right. All right. Let's go on to card number eight here. Okay. Yes, this is Marari's Wake. Three, a green and a white for an enchantment, and it says our creatures get plus one, plus one, as well as whenever you tap a land for mana, add another type of mana uh, for whatever type that land tap for. I do not write the rules text on... Uh, he also didn't read it. He just did it from memory. Yeah. But basically, you, you double your mana, mana and your creatures get plus one, plus one. Yeah, yeah. it's an anthem. It's, it's a 10, 9. You don't think it's problematic at all, obviously. From a level yeah. perspective, it's A five mana do nothing really cool. enchantment. Yeah. It's exciting. I mean, it won't do nothing. Like, I think there are decks in there that would try playing it. Really? I think it's, like, not unplayable in modern, uh, but I think contr- it's, like... Yeah. Not, like, there's ramp decks. Like, like red-green Tron is a deck that exists. And right, Doing, right. like, a red or, like, a Naya... Sorry, not red-green. White-green Tron is a deck that exists. Well, this is also more ways for people to play Emrakul, right? Right. Yeah, there's, like, different things you could do with it. Getting 10 mana the turn you on tap with it is a lot of mana. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, 12 true. mana technically, so you can play most of the Eldrazi. So I think people will try making it work. It also, it's not a do-nothing. Like when it enters play, that's it true. puffs it your, pump team, your team. And that's a thing that is relevant. So it kind of is like a little bit of a Planeswalker um, in the sense that it does two different things that are both powerful. If Sarah has a chance to see play, this does. Um, but I think it's fine. Like I don't think there's mm-hmm. anything about it that I'm like, oh man, that's terrifying. Force of yeah. Wall is way more terrifying. <laughs> All right, sweet. Okay. By the way, everything that's been three mana or up has been like, nah, it's okay for the most part. Yes. Unless it deals something exactly with like a deck in the format like, uh, you know, Shadow. Colorless things are terrifying that are expensive. So like because Tron exists, anything that can make, anything that you can cast for seven colorless mana that's costed to be a seven drop is scary. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, and then anything that would go into like Eldrazi Titan decks or Amulet Titan decks Uh are things that are like, like, you know, not Mind's Desire, the they copy your spells. Hive mind? hive mind, hive mind, uh, like oh. hive mind is a kind of card that that deck plays because it's a, so that type of effects are really scary that can like win the game. Yeah, but this is just good. I mean, I, what's the new green enchantment that untaps lands every turn? Wilderness, Wilderness Reclamation. Like, it's not that much better than Wilderness Reclamation. Yeah. That card seems, like, absurd. I, I, yeah. I've seen I think Wilderness Reclamation might be better in something like Modern because yeah. you play it and then you protect it. Untap, yeah. Yeah, you untap right yeah. away. And yeah. if you play That's two, oh, my gosh. Okay, uh, we got two more cards, kind of. Number nine here is Aura Shards. Mm-hmm. That's one a green and white for an enchantment, and any time you have a creature enter the battlefield, you can destroy target enchantment or artifact. So... Ten. This seems fine. Totally, yeah, it seems totally, fine. Yeah. Totally fine. It's a do-nothing enchantment. Because you're only bringing in cards <laughs> in, to sideboard the modern against specifically that. So this is like a card that requires you to do more with it to even have it work. So the two best... So the two best artifact decks in modern three, if you want to include affinity as multiple decks, are affinity historically are affinity and uh, like prison control decks. And those two decks, our shards is good against prison control. I would definitely bring it in against them. I, yeah. think that, I don't know if it's the best option, but it seems. Well, depend on your good. deck too. If you, yeah, have, a if you have a lot of creatures, humans. if you're a green white yeah, yeah. humans deck that needs something that's like repeatable, great. Um, so playable. Uh, affinity, it's bad. Like, I tapped out on turn three so that I, on my next turn, <laughs> so I can you stop you at 14, 14 flying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, you have a blink mod nexus? And, a, and oh. <laughs> I guess I'm dead. Okay, you're dead. <laughs> um, 
That's good news because the last three cards were all enchantments that are somewhere around the twenty dollar and ones that I want more. I yeah. want them back, yeah, and you want them in multiple of your decks, right? Like yeah. that is just a, a they're all good cards. So it's nice to see that those are all possibilities. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think the biggest thing hurting them is how many do nothing enchantments is there going to be in this set? Right. Uh, but like Mariah's Wake would be mythic. Like that is a mythic card if I've ever seen one. Um, Ristic Study I think could be uncommon, and I think so could um, our shards. Yeah, I'd be surprised if they put Ristic at uncommon. I bet they put it at rare. It'd be cool. If it was uncommon. It'd be really cool. Yeah, they kind of did that with the I arena, right? I'd be surprised right? they did that. Didn't they print one of the arenas at, at uncommon? I don't know. Uh, not arena, sorry. Altar. Oh. No, uh, that was rare. No, it was rare. Yeah. Oh, okay. My, my in, brain uh, is a mush in, right now. No, no. It was in uh, Ultimate Masters, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was rare. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it was a $35, $40 card before yeah. that, and it just. I think that's, like, again, an example of a great kind of card. Yeah. Would Phyrexian Altar destroy Modern? I think it would be fine. Yeah, uh, I think so that's definitely the sweet good. spot. Here. I think the one that makes you two mana is too good. Yeah, oh, um, um, Ashnod's altar. The biggest question with it is because the Tron decks and st- well, well, no, Clank, they're not going to play. Uh, Crank Clan Ironworks oh, just got right, banned right. for being kind of that effect. And do you want it? Once again, that happened after Wizards right, made right, this right. set. So like they could have put uh, Friction Altar in this set and been like, yeah, it'll be fine. And then KCI's rise was not foreseen. Right. Gotcha. Uh, but KCI was doing really well before then. I think I think that both the altars are unlikely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, nice. So number 10, we cheated a little bit here. This was another one you suggested, Kessler, a good one. Very it is the one. Confluence Cycle. Mm-hmm. We're not going to read all five of them, but every mono color has a, a cycle that is a... Well, they're not all instants either. Some of them are sorceries. Um, they have three effects, mm-hmm. and you can choose to do any number of those effects up to three times. So you can say Mystic Confluence is the one that the, I play the is most. Is the big one, yeah. It's and, great. Uh, but I think the red one might be the best one in modern. Blue but and red are the ones I... Blue, red are the Mystic. most excited, then probably white, then black. Green is the bad one. So, for example, Mystic Confluence is three blue, blue for an instant, and it has three modes. One is target player plays... Or, sorry, counter target spell unless the player plays three more. Mm-hmm. Bounce a creature mm-hmm. or draw a card. Is it creature or permanent? Uh, it's creature. Okay. And so you can either, you can also bounce three creatures because you get to choose three modes, but you can change choose the same so one twice. Or you times, can say, yeah. hey, pay six more for that because you have a bunch of open mana and I'll draw a card. Mm-hmm. Or you can pay, say, I'm just going to draw three cards. Yeah. You know, or some combination thereof. Incredible I, flexibility of all yeah. spells. I mean, Crypto Command is one of the best cards in modern's history. And this is that card plus one mana, but plus a lot of power level. So I think it's fine. I think all of these cards, I think these cards really? are like more locks than anything else that we've talked about. Oh, really? No uh, way. Firely Confluence is the one that sees the most play in Legacy, right? I remember the price of it was very high because of Legacy. Yeah, because it just does a lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it wipes right. the board. It, it'd be really good in Modern. Like That's the one they would take the hardest look at, I think. Yeah. Well, I, from a power level perspective, it's fine because it's just a good red five mana board wipe or four mana board wipe, which mm-hmm. is like... Fine. Fine. Uh, dealing three damage to all creatures for five mana is like, f- or it's four damage. Four, four, four mana, damage. Yeah. Four mana, right? Two red. red. Yes, yeah, two red, red. Two yeah. red, red does one damage to each creature, two damage two to each, each player, player, or uh, draw a card. Discard draw a discard. Card. Jimmy's looking it up right now, everybody. Nobody uses the third thing. I know. We never do. Uh, so the th- it's one damage to each creature or oh. two damage to each opponent or destroy target artifact. Oh, relevant. that's what it is. I that's that, actually like, really relevant. Like, right? How come I've never seen anybody do that with it? They always just go damage to each creature. Yeah, done. well, you're killing lots of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I would, I've seen people use the destroy artifact over dest- target player. It seems like I should have because it's commander, but yeah. I feel yeah. like they always use this board. Like, anyway. Two damage to everything, destroy that soul ring. 
yeah. happy about that. Right. All Again, day. you get to choose three times. So right. that, that's but, I, 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 that. That one makes me think that these are too powerful because, like, Crypto Command already being like one of the most powerful and best cards in the format. This just adds a whole another layer of cards that are like, well, now you can even be more flexible with these cards. Five mana is a lot of mana. Holding like there's like mana drain exists at five mana and has never seen play in modern. So like. Yeah, spell swindle exists too. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, this is it's better because you can draw cards yeah, and they don't yeah, yeah. do anything. Right. There, it's a lot more creatures versatile. is relevant. I think you'd see play, but I think you'd see like one ofs and decks. I don't think you'd see a deck with like four cryptic mm. commands and four this. And the other three are just like medium and would be cool if they saw play. And like I would I would think these are all five fine to play. I see. I don't think there's any way they do force of will and mystic confluence. I think we're getting two counter spells, but two, two five mana counter spells. Well, the five, force of yeah. will is not a five. Mana I know, but I'm just saying. I don't <laughs> think they're gonna um, do both of them in the. I would think they would do just do regular counter spell. Yeah, that's what everyone's talking about. The problem with regular counter spell versus other counter spells is it's just the best, right? At, at what it does. So like, remand right. becomes bad. Like all these other ones that are played become no longer an option. And Wizards doesn't like doing that. They don't want mm-hmm. like, and it's not that much better than the Delve counterspell. Like, because even Force of Will, if you want it's to be not, better, you have to discard or yeah. exile a card like, from your hand. Like there is a cost of Force yeah. of Will that is not necessarily better than remand, right? Or not necessarily better than not Cryptic strictly command. better, not better, strictly basically. better. But counterspell yeah. is just strictly better than remand, right? Yeah, or it's, it's strictly better than uh, what's Logic Knot. Is what I'm thinking of, like cancel, can, well, cancel that. for yeah, sure. Yeah. Three well, it's it's yeah. literally strictly better. strictly better than cancel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess fine. It's not literally that. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, spell yeah. snare exists. Yeah. Okay, okay, we get it. Um, <laughs> I'm a daisy regardless. So you think it could be possible force of will and mystic confluence in I, the same set? Yeah, I mean, okay. my bets are really on flusterstorm and oh, Fluster Storm. something I, yeah, else because flusterstorm is like, let's hit on storm the, the yeah. card, and there's no way else to get into modern. Because they're never going to print Storm in Standard. And so this is like their one chance to do that. Right. Um, they could print it in a supplementary product. Oh, it wouldn't put, put it into Modern. Right, right, right. right, right. right. Um, they have printed it in supplementary they products. Could, <laughs> they could print it into Standard. What's it going to do in Standard? The word Storm is not allowed to show oh, up in Standard. Oh, gotcha. Okay. That's an actual rule? It's the Storm Scale is named after. So the storm I know the Storm Scale. Yeah, Mark's Storm Scale. So Mark Rosewater created the Storm Scale, which is a list of 1 to Stuff 10. We're not if it has again. a 10, it can no longer be printed into standard ever. Uh, and it's named after the mechanic Storm, gotcha. which is a perfect 10. <laughs> um, there's right. not a rule, because I think Madness was like a 7 for a long time, and then it was reprinted in, in the set. So, like, it could happen. I just would be. It's unlikely. It'd be. Okay, I got one. Yep. Wait, I got one more question here. I have one more card. I'm just going to add it. I'm going to audible it. Ooh, cool. let's do it. Could they reprint Vidalcan Orrery? <laughs> yeah, it's in modern. You could just. So the answer is no, actually. They can't. They can't. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, no. It was a trick question, and you failed, failed, Alex. Uh, <laughs> but they can reprint a new one. Hey, a, a red ley line that gives everything flash. What are the chances of a Hill, Hill Ogre being reprinted? I have no idea. What about Giant Spider? Absolutely not. I know that one. I don't know the last time Hill well, Ogre was saying, printed. Yeah, exactly. Hill Ogre, I mean, it's been so Giant long. Spider gets printed all the time. Well, Giant oh, Spider was in like all the M sets. Oh, that's right. That's right. It, it's it like broke still... the record for longest number yeah. of print. I think what Giant about Pro Throne Phoenix? of Bone? What's the chance that that can come back and modernize it? <laughs> that name's great. <laughs> I know. It was one of the cards we always talked about as kids. We play. I keep playing Apex and there's Bone or Skull Town and I keep calling it Bone City. And... Bone City. <laughs> all right. Well, we actually have something else that we want to talk about today on the podcast because you are our local modern aficionado. Uh, ben Bateman is somewhere on the other side of the city. Uh, we wanted to talk about something that's actually very exciting, I think, for competitive magic, and it may have an effect on commander players as well, and that is the London Mulligan. 
It's a brand new mulligan rule that's being tested out for the Mythic Championship 2 in London. The first Mythic Championship will be at PAX East, and it will be have happened. That's the Mythic Invitational. Mythic oh, Invitational this weekend. The Mythic Championship is the one Autumn Burchett won like Too a couple weeks ago. Too Mythic things. Mythic, yeah, the word mythic is Championship <laughs> 2 is April 26th to the 28th, and that will be for War of the Spark, but yes. it's going to be a modern tournament. So War of the Spark Limited will be played at that Mythic Championship, but Modern will be the constructed format for it, and they're testing out this new London Mulligan. Let me just explain it really quick before we get into it. So if you don't know, the London Mulligan rule will be... Here's the ruling. When you mulligan for the nth time, the letter N, you draw seven cards, then put N cards on the bottom of your library in any order. So, for example, let's say you're taking a second mulligan of a game, what we would often call a mulligan to five. This is in 1v1. You'll draw seven cards, select two, and place those two on the bottom of your library in any order, and then you will decide whether to keep or mulligan again. So if you go down to four, you'd still draw seven, choose three cards, put that, put three on the bottom, and then decide whether to keep the four. So basically you're keeping the best cards out of seven, but you're mulliganing, you're ending up with the same amount of cards. The specificity of the moment you mulligan is like almost exclusively exists for serum powder. Yeah, yeah. So like the way they explained it on yeah. whatever stream they announced it on was you mulligan. So say you've mulliganed five times, you draw seven cards, and then you put two of those cards into your deck, and then that's the mulligan. Yeah. But there's a shuffle effect timing thing that happens after because of serum powder. Serum, serum powder. powder Which is an obscure text. card yeah, that, obscure. that um, yeah, affects mulligans, basically. Basically, basically you get a free mulligan yeah. if it's in your uh, mulliganed hand. Yeah. You can exile <clears throat> it. Otherwise, it's a three-mana artifact that taps for one. one yeah. So, um, so really this bad soul ring. Yeah. This is being tested out. Right. Um, it's not something necessarily they're going to adopt. We went to the Vancouver Mulligan uh, just recently, actually. And it's going to happen at this tournament. But there's no guarantee that that's going to be like the rule from now on, right? They're going to try it out. So right. there's a couple of questions here, Kessler. One is they're going to test, test it out for London. What do you think about the rule? How is it going to affect? Well, first off, I think that, and this is no offense to the people of Vancouver, way better name. Yeah. Okay. London's, sure. L- London is a... Like, yeah. You just like London better than Vancouver, so it's a better name? Yeah. Wow, that's... Jimmy grew up really close to Vancouver. Yeah, it's cool, though. (laughs) But you didn't grow up in Vancouver. But I went there pretty much every year. It's cool. Yeah, it was cool. The loading ready run people all got really <laughs> mad at you. Cool, just FYI, they're Victoria. The I know. I went to London. Okay. Yeah, they're okay. from Victoria. Victoria Mundlin, also a better name. <laughs> all right, we digress. Uh, all right, so um, I think it's very powerful. I think they're like Wizards is very smart on testing this at a modern. Like they know that the place that this like, could be the most broken. M- most broken. That's high profile is modern because like legacy they've kind of given up on no offense to legacy players i love legacy it's dying vintage is obviously only a basically a moto they're not format. making any decisions based on those two formats yeah right they're not making, yeah, no yeah. one can play them without a gigantic um, entry fee right and so modern is that one that it is though and it pro tour is the best place to test it you have the bet or sorry the mythic championship is the best place to test it you have the best right. players in the in the world trying to do it kind of the reason they stopped for a second doing modern pro tours um was because it would break the format too quickly. Pros would figure it out right, so quickly right. that they couldn't do it. So this is the perfect time to test it. Um, there's Let's talk see. about wanting the ban cards before this, and because Faithless Looting is really good, Angels or uh, uh, Phoenix X are really good. And with that in mind, this is a test. You don't ruin your control before you do an experiment. So you don't think they're going to ban anything? They're not going to ban anything before this. Okay. Uh, but then, <clears throat> how is it good? I think way more games happen. Uh, I, think I mean, that's that, the argument in favor of it, right? Is that there's way less games where 
basically when LSV was in the uh, finals of what right. was it, Pro Tour or whatever, and Multi he multi four, four mm -hmm. yeah. and it was just auto lose in the finals, the deciding right. game, and it was just like really we can never have this happen again it just sucked the wind out of the sails for anybody watching it because it didn't yeah. matter it play skill didn't play mm -hmm. into the deciding game and so they want play skill to matter more or at least seem to matter more right yeah. and i think i think there's there's things that would change with the mulligan rule as as currently written for instance and commander is different even so like to be honest, I don't think you should shuffle every time in Commander. I think you should put those cards to the side. You can right it. now. Yeah, you have the option to, yeah. if you don't like your opening hand, to just put it down and draw right off just the Just for speed, and really. Then, so, and then shuffle afterwards. So, or you then, can shuffle if you want. I, yeah. I would adopt that to this as well. I think that is important because shuffling 100 cards takes a lot more time, especially right. when it's double-sleeved or triple-sleeved or whatever you want to go in that direction. Right. Um, but for Modern... I talked about earlier that, you know, the format itself has the problem of how do I sideboard for all of these different strategies that are coming at me from different angles? And this does help solve that problem. I now can get to specific sideboard cards a lot more efficiently than I used to be able to. So I can, instead of spending four slots on Stony Silence, can spend two slots. And that gives me... Because of the London Mulligan. Because of the London Mulligan. I have a better chance to find that sideboard right. card. If, because it, when I do Mulligan, I'll be able to choose, pick and choose my hand. Is it that big of a difference from four to two? Like that's yeah, that seems it's significant. Uh, it depends on the card, and, yeah. and and I think a lot of people, most people, don't play four of a single sideboard card, right. and that's kind of the problem. Is like right. you're already like I need four, but I'm only going to play three because I really want to sneak in this one random card because I want to be able to take on Death Shadow randomly, who's a really bad matchup for me, even though I'm probably going to lose. Like there's like yeah, right. 15 cards is tight. I mean, P. Uh, Paulo Vito Dama de Rosa has argued multiple times that we should go up to 20 cards as a sideboard Just option. To, so you have more bullets. So you have more, more bullets. Yeah. And, and so like this is an option there. It, it has a very weird metagame of like sideboarding against your sideboard against my sideboard versus your sideboard more than it ever has. Where like if I'm a dredge player, I now know the chances that my opponent has Leyline of the Void. So Dredge is a deck that plays out of your graveyard yeah. for people that don't know yeah, that. If they have Leyline of the Void, you just lose. You just lose. Well, you don't just lose. They right. like have ways yeah. of getting around it. But now I'm like, okay, they're going to have Leyline of the Void, which means I need to make sure I get to my naturalized effect. And as long as I get there, I can beat their Leyline of the Void. But now as the Leyline of the Void player, I need to make sure I have two Leylines of the so Void. So now i got to play three naturalized. Yeah, oh, well, I'll play four right. So there's like a weird moment there that I think actually is kind of fun, or at least will be fun the first ten times I do it. And I'm worried <laughs> that it won't be, but... Um, there's a lot of strategy there. It does give like good players better strengths. Um, does it I help combo decks too yeah, much? Yeah. But the, uh, so if you guys don't know, the reason that this has been and Frank Carson wrote a whole article about, which is like you know Tron decks, decks that want to get certain cards in their hand, they can aggress, they can mulligan more aggressively and be like, cool, I can now that I can pick and choose the best five, six cards out of the seven, you have a much higher chance of mulliganing into a good hand. The yes, God hand, it does help them, but the 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 metagame of sideboard cards also is worse for them. Now Tron has a higher chance of running into Stony Silence or running into a I land see. destruction. Um, and so... And if they aggressively mulliganed to find it, they're going to have less cards in hand. Correct. So well, it could like, just be... A I'm really excited mm -hmm. to be the Thoughtseize player against the player who's playing combo on the on the draw goes on the four, and you're like, the four like I have my perfect pieces and like thoughtsies and then they, they lose and you're like <laughs> well I have up four cards on you and you have yeah nothing else going on so like there's it does help combo so but it helps the ability to, to fight combo bit. right and and especially if we go a month later and Modern Horizons comes out and we get Force of Will like that I think is a really good kind of double punch of yes combos get better but control decks have a better way to fight them and right so I think and that, so the combo player might be like. I would like to go search for the perfect can, but that actually will cause me to lose more likely than in game two against a Thoughtseize player. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I think there's there's a lot of play and skill testing that gets involved with this kind of mulligan rule, which has you have to really know your opponent. Yeah, 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 and their decks. Um, but then 
it makes it so there's less games where like I'm all the five, but now I lose. And I think that I just didn't never hit my second land drop and it's over. Yeah. Right, right. Instead yeah. they could have looked at their hand and be like, Great, I need to keep these three lands because I was able to draw seven and see seven cards instead of just whatever the top five were. And so I, I I'm really in favor of it. I think it's better for magic in general. Uh and modern has the tools to deal with it. And every time you go through through the thought exercise, you get to the point of like, yes, combo decks get better, but so do the decks trying to fight them and so do So maybe it evens and, out at least. Yeah. Like the deck that gets worse is burn. Like decks that need just doesn't matter how many cards I have, I just need so the most redundant. of them. Storm yeah. gets worse because the storm's a combo deck, but storm's a combo deck that really just needs all of the cards uh, in its yeah, deck they, available. Yeah. So like those decks get wor- get get worse. Cards that are interesting that get better are ones that don't want cards in their hand. So decks playing bridge from below. Uh, and the commander, this is true too. Like right. I'm really excited because I am a commander player that plays bridge from below. In fact, when I've been on game nights. I had multiple of my favorite decks that I couldn't play because they don't attack. <laughs> um, and so this is better for those decks. I no longer need a hand size. I have a Malforgor deck that was built to never have hand cards. Um, right. And so in, on your guys' end... But you could always just mulligan into Oblivion. True, but now I get to like mulligan down to three cards and make that sure I have really lands. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah gotcha. Like, I don't want no That's cards. That's true, because in, <laughs> in the current rule, if you're at five and you mulligan down to four, what if you just have no lands in that hand? Right. So that's, that leads us to the next point, which is we're talking about this all because likely, and I want to preface this by saying, yes, I'm on the con- commander advisory group, but I this is not coming from that, right? We haven't mm-hmm. talked about or made any decisions about what will happen with London Mulligan because nobody knows what's going to happen, so it's not a lot of point for us to worry it's about it pretty yet. pretty far out. So that's, us, yeah. this is not reflective of any of those that group's thoughts or anything that's happened there, okay? So don't read too much into this. But likely, I would say, as my just normal person self... Um, if London Mulligan became the default Mulligan rule for the rest of Magic, which if it works in Modern, they're going to adopt it for Limited and Standard, mm-hmm. almost for sure. And Legacy and, and and Vintage are weird, and they might not even adopt it for that. They, and, but they won't care. Right. But that I think we're then we're in a state where, like, in general, the Rules Committee has shown the desire to keep their rules as close as they can to mm-hmm. the rest of Magic. We mm-hmm. went to the Vancouver Mulligan. So I think it would be very likely that if... The, the modern, limited, and standard all went to London Mulligan. Presumably, Popper and everything else would too. That commander would follow suit. Mm-hmm. And so the question then becomes is that a good thing? I think it's fine. Partial Paris was the real offender. Well, even then, Partial Paris was fine. This is bad. It, like, I, not even close to as good as Partial Paris. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. That, that was the real offender. What this is doing, I think, just makes the feel bads less. Mm hmm. And I think in the format as diverse as Commander, I don't think it's going to... Like, modern, like, everyone's poised to, like, hit each other in specific ways. Maybe CEDH will see a big boost out of this because there's maybe there's less interaction between mm-hmm. decks where modern, whereas there's a lot of, like, point and counterpoint with modern. CEDH may, might just be like, how do I blast out and turn three and win faster than everyone else? Mm-hmm. So. But, I mean, I think CEDH would fall under, and I could be wrong, sorry, competitive players, um, the same thing as modern, right? Where, like, a combo deck might get better, but... Also, your opponents are more likely to be able to mull into just having an answer. And they can see your commander in your command zone. Right. So, And competitive right. players mostly know what all those decks are doing. Right. That, the, the nice thing is you know what you're playing against. Yeah. I've played... So we, me and Ben play a format called Highlander Roulette right. that's comparable to competi- uh, competitive uh-huh. EDH. It's a 100-card singleton format. It's Our, like uh, it's like Canadian Highlander a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah they usually have yeah. six decks. Uh, yeah. it, the closest is actually like competitive cube is right. actually what we've realized it's kind of close to. But... Um, it is very very strong decks very very strong decks and very linear and you're trying to attack a person and like tinker blight steel is a main thing you're doing in the format and um kind of what we've discovered is there's not as many sideboard cards once you get to 100 card singleton as there are in 
60 card decks. Right, and right, so it right. might be a little bit more difficult. Um, I think it, I think they do what the Legacy age. does. Like I think they're comparable to Legacy. It's a yeah. similarly yeah, sized audience. True. And if Legacy decides to card pool too. go to the seven card size thing, they do it. If Legacy and Vintage decide to dug their hill is in and keep on the Paris Mulligan or the uh, Vancouver Mulligan, then I think they switch. And I think that's... Do you think who switches? I think they stay with whatever Legacy and Vintage is doing. You think who does? Command competitive EDH. You think they split off then from the regular Commander rules? I think they split off from the. Remi- I think they do whatever Legacy does. If I'm controlling them, which I don't, they might just do. whatever They don't have a controlling body. Oh, then they do what Commander does. It's hard for them to they so do I, something. I, they I don't could, know much about. Yeah, they. they I mean, yeah. they could form one at the moment. They follow the regular ban list and the rules committee and everything else. I don't think they're a large enough group to split off, so they're having trouble doing it. Isn't there a separate ban list that for one v one? You're talking oh, about oh, French oh, Commander. Oh, 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 You're talking oh, about oh, dual oh, Commander. Oh, We're talking about competitive multiplayer yeah. Commander. Got it. Competitive multiplayer Commander will stay with. The whatever okay. yeah. French okay. commander one v one might stay with wherever legacy is at. I don't. Yeah, cool. I, I could see that actually because they ban they ban. They have a different totally, ban list. It's closer yeah, to yeah. legacy yeah. than it is to. Um, yeah. But I do think that in general this is really good. I know I played at GPLA with Ship and Bot and a bunch of other people played with the the new London. rule uh-huh. and oh. it just was great. We uh, did it a couple times at GPLA just to try it. I was like, yeah. hey, do you guys want to try it? And it, honestly, at GPs all the time, I'm like. Don't go down to five. Just go to just go yeah, to just seven. Go right, it's right, fine. Seven, yeah. Like, like how often are we all playing together? Like, I just want people to play Magic. So if that's our attitude, of course, any Mulligan's gonna be fine. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and but when we stuck people, when we played that Mulligan, there were times where people had to go down to five and they stuck to it, and it was way better than yeah, before when they went down to five and they just lost. At least you probably play some Magic. Like right. you're definitely disadvantaged, but you probably have enough lands to like maybe get to your commander or something. But if you mold a five in the old rule, a lot of times you're like i just don't have a land and that's just it now in commander i think i've won more games that i've mulled to five than i've stayed at like are that even like in modern seven, or, something. Modern. or that modern because yeah. like yeah because you can sit there and nobody's going to kill you sometimes well, well there's like the old joke of like do i not play my second land in commander just because then people like, like look like i'm weak and then people are like oh i don't want to mess with alex he was mana flooded for three turns and i'm just like ha <laughs> 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 ha just Doomsday. delayed start. my deck storm oh gosh <laughs> Okay, well, very interesting. Uh, To the (laughs) listeners, we got a couple of questions. One is, what do you think of the London Mulligan rule? Are you in favor of it? Do you think it'll make a big difference? No difference at all? Have you tried it? Have you tried it out? Is it a better name than Vancouver? Is it a, I'm starting a war between London now, and Canada, now. guys. Why? Is it, is it a three-syllable name that you don't like? Vancouver? Yeah, less syllables. The Couve. You can just it. call it the Couve. Yeah, yeah. Also, like, there's the like Couve Paris, Mulligan. That's actually <laughs> Vancouver, Washington's the Couve. Oh, so. uh, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. I grew up in the Pacific Northwest as well. Got it. The second yeah. to the listeners question hey, is... I'm all about the West Coast. Uh, <laughs> what reprints are you most hoping for in Modern Horizons that we didn't talk about? Are there any that you think should have been on the list yeah. that you think you know have a good chance of being reprinted? We'd love to see in the comments people listen out there. I'm sad just want to reprinted. Cast Descendant Mage. Yeah. <laughs> I want Fetchlands. And if you well, that's... are really worried that Force of Will is going to be reprinted and therefore rise in price because the demand will suddenly spike, then you can go to cardkingdom.com slash command zone right now. Use that affiliate link to order Force of Will, any of the cards in our list that might go up, or any other cards that like you think might be affected by these cards being reprinted or you know just whatever card you're building a deck around at the moment yeah. it doesn't have to have to do anything with this episode you're gonna buy magic cards anyway just use the affiliate link when you do you're supporting all of our what's, content what's the phoenix not the it's a it's a it's a sphinx that you can play from exile that's blue uh the one that goes in the tazri decks and the the food chain decks yeah i forget uh, misborn phoenix misborn something yeah something along those lines and there's also the tornado sphinx. elemental isn't it a falcon or something 
Anyway. Whatever. Both of those pitch the forceful exile it. Now you get it. Play it. Oh, boom. Bam. Boom. Modern legal. And that's like something that might be okay in modern. Um, yeah. Okay. I can't find it. All right. Another way to support the show while you are at Card Kingdom or your local game store is Ultra Pro products. They adorn our play mats. They adorn our battlefields every single time. We go out there and raise the flag and try to win some games with any mulligan rule whatsoever. Ultra Pro will be there for you. Mm-hmm. So make sure you buy some Ultra product while you guys are out there. All right, let's move on to the end step now, Alex, where we talk about something cool outside the world of magic. Of course, this usually goes to the special guest spot. So what do you got for us? Oh, oh uh, right. We chose Umbrella Academy. Uh, something you two Alex, have watched, Alex, I have we're not. We're like, hey, Alex, you got to think of an end step. He's like, I could do one of these 27 things. <laughs> we got to choose one. Well, A, like one was Apex. You guys did it already. Another yeah. one was like Meh, which is I've been watching Black Clover, and it's just goth fairy tale okay, and mediocre. Okay, this is but the door opening exactly for him to talk happened. about all 27. Yeah. Umbrella Academy. Uh, Umbrella Academy, which is a Netflix show that came out, I think, three weeks ago, and is about, uh, it's kind of like X-Men. It was written, it's based on the comic by the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. Right, very um, And... Uh, it's cool. It's a bunch of kids that like are, are superheroes, are superheroes, but they're like semi dysfunctional. Their dad's super abusive, and then it like flashes forward to them being adults, and they're all like miserable. And then them trying to figure out how to get along with each other and recome to the superheroes, and then the world while ending. also saving the world. Yeah, yeah the world inevitably. Is, uh, the one of the characters is definitely the best character, which is the younger brother. Well, the bro- there's a brother. They're all the Klaus. same age. Klaus. No. Oh, the five, 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 five. So he has the ability Klaus to teleport, and he accidentally. This show, but this sounds awesome. He teleports into the future and then gets stuck there, and then lives for thirty years ish in oh, the future by for... himself, post and then gets the back, and then gets back, but then he's a kid again. So he's like a fifty-year-old man stuck in a twelve-year-old's yeah, 12 body, body. Cool. and he has teleport powers. So it's like the best use of teleporting since Nightcrawler mm-hmm. in X Two, and so like he like fights an entire diner of. Uh, mercenaries and like kills them all with a butter knife and it's like dope um, okay I'm super d- I'm watching this show now yeah. uh, it does have the Netflix problem of like the middle two episodes could go away it's a little too long yeah I yeah I liked it I thought it was good I really like the ending I like when they all started actually doing stuff and there's just like a little bit and there's a bunch of cool stuff in the middle and there's cool time travel cops good action great action that's, that's like I, one of the things that I has I like. going for it alright um, cool and then yeah also reading the Stormlight Archive Oh. that in there. <laughs> I'm also rereading it because the new one's on its way. And well, so, he's at, uh, like did the outline. Yeah. So right, yeah. well, he's prolific and he, and he writes pretty fast. So it's on yeah, the way. Yeah, he's yeah, really good. Yeah. Um, he also did the most recent magic story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the we're talking authors. about Brandon Sanderson, who we've talked about on the show before. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool guy. Also Great. a big time magic player. Yeah, I'd love to play magic with him sometime. Yeah, that would be sweet. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's a great uh, end step. Thanks, guys. I'm definitely gonna check on Umbrella Academy now. I would be amiss to say that we have a, we don't have a sister podcast, but we do have a sister podcast. And Alex Kessler, you are one of the hosts alongside Ben Bateman. What yeah. is your podcast? Oh, yeah, I usually do this part, but yes, you're here. Yeah, pitch your podcast, I'm a everybody. Podcast. Yeah, With finally, uh, we're gonna relax, so sip on the drink. Cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, the big news, break. big news that's happened recently is we now have a YouTube channel. So we've been like bad at being on YouTube for so long because. <laughs> This is not a good start, Alex. We have been bad at blank. No, no. What well, is no, the no, no. I don't know. It's a great start. I'm just resting my vocal cards. We are, we are the competitive magic version of this podcast. We talk about modern specifically, which is why they brought me on to the modern podcast. We are uh, at collected.company with these guys. Um, and the new big news is that we have a YouTube channel. We're now releasing videos. We've, we now have cards in the videos. We now edit and produce them. We have a producer that's helping us. So it's really exciting. We're growing really, really quickly because we previously just weren't posting things on YouTube because we didn't have the time um and now because of our patreon and the people like you we are able to favor for a producer that's helping us grow and making it really strong it is uh youtube.com slash the mmcast sweet 
Uh, we always just tell them to type in Masters of Modern. Yeah, just type in that. Yeah, a lot easier. Masters of Modern. Um, and yeah, we do great times all the time. How are things going over to Kesco? Anything else you want to plug? Yeah, uh, we did a Kickstarter. It was Battle Bosses. Uh, the the you guys, a lot of you guys backed it. Um, and there's a backer kit out there. So if you haven't filled in like all the details you want from it, it makes it hard for us to make it. So please do that. Uh, yes. We also have uh, Kess is just releasing a bunch of toys. If you go to Walmart or a Target or a Party City, where there's a bunch of like really shiny hula hoops. That's us. We uh, achieved becoming the largest manufacturer of hula hoops in the world this no year. No way. Um, which is really cool. Didn't like your great grandfather or something invent yes, the hula hoop? my great grandfather was the, uh, had the patent on the hula hoop, was original manufacturer during original the, like, patent on the hula hoop. 1956 to 8 period. That's pretty cool. And then he... Uh, so you're, I mean, you're just keeping up the family legacy. Yeah, I'm the third generation of Kessler to make a hula hoop. My yeah, dad wow. uh, had you a company called Maui Toys. They did the wave hoop. If you ever bought a shiny hula hoop with water in it, mm -hmm. that was them. I was in the commercials when I was in middle school and it was embarrassing. Uh, now I make them. <laughs> and drop dots. And drop dot balls, which are cool balls. Uh, we also have a really cool thing coming out that I can't talk about yet in May. Uh, that is using drop dots, but I can't talk about it yet. Cool. So, but you guys will have one. I'll give one to you to show to people. All right. In, sweet. In like April, May. Well, Hula Hoop King Alex Kessler, thank you for gracing us with your presence and talking about Modern Horizons with us. Yeah. You know, we would be lost if we tried to actually engage about what is likely to be in modern in fact i think our first reprint list i put mana crypt on there so obviously i have no idea what the, i'm doing like the first list you, you guys sent had top yeah it's true strip mine and mana crypt and the two of those cards i was like well that one's legal but banned <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and strip mine's banned everywhere we don't true. we don't know what's in modern thanks for I, thanks I, for keeping us straight um our episodes are, did we already do this part? No. No. Our editor for the episode is Ashlyn Rose, Rose. and maybe Josh Murphy. Murph. We're not sure. We're in a transitionary period where a lot of people are getting their hands on the podcast. So yeah. one of those two or maybe both of them. And also special thanks to Jeffrey Palmer, who does all our animations that begin and end the show. In fact, he does the Living Cards uh, at Living Cards MTG. We and and <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, Cabal it's, it's Stronghold behind us. And all, most of the things you see in the window behind us are done by Jeffrey. So... You can follow him the at Living Carbs MTG. Cabal coffers. I thought you guys just got out a great view. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not a really a great view, honestly. Yeah, that's not if good you're at seeing all. that out your window, probably something bad's happening. Yeah. Also, we have great it sound looks like the, It looks like the orcs from World of Warcraft are going to bust out of that thing at yeah. any second. Uh, yep, you're not wrong. <laughs> and like these windows, apparently, no sound can get through them because I think you'd just be hearing a. <laughs> the whole set would be like shaking. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for watching. And we will see you next time. Thanks for having me, guys. Peace. Bye. Thank you for your attention. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com. Or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs>